Baskets would have been filled full of Chinook, or King Salmon, as they're known in Alaska. But the great salmon runs on the Yukon seemed to be things of the past. In Fairbanks, we had heard that 2013 was one of the worst runs in modern history due to disease, a deteriorating gene pool, and bycatch by the Bering Sea Pollock Fleet, whose nets also picked up tens of thousands of salmon. Not long after, I saw the town of Fort Yukon, a hodgepodge of tin-roofed cabins and dirt roads that dead-ended not far out of town. If not for the glistening school and the shiny new health clinic, Fort Yukon would have looked like a frontier outpost, hacked out of the woods a century ago. A few minutes later, we landed to pick up some supplies for HIMO. Daniel Hayden, our bush pilot, taxied our helio courier over to where another pilot was gassing up his plane. I woke Aiden, and Daniel popped open the doors. By the time I struggled out of the cockpit, I knew that the other pilot was Kirk Sweetser, an old friend. Kirk ran Yukon Air Service as a one-man, two-plane operation. Ten years previously, I'd flown with him a number of times and had once described him as a pilot philosopher. Having grown up in the river community of Ruby, Alaska, he had ended up in England, attending Cambridge University. But England couldn't hold him after his undergraduate years. Too many lines, boundaries hedge grows, and too much tight-lipped propriety, especially for an Alaskan. Aiden wandered over to Kirk's conics and read the sign, Yukon Air welcomes you to Fort Yukon, which he has e. Population 637, lowest temp, minus 75, highest temp, plus 105, located eight miles north of the Arctic Circle. By the time I took a few photos of her, Kirk had finished gassing up his plane. He walked over, shook my hand, and turned to Aiden. So the old man's taking you up to Hymo's. Gonna be hot and buggy. He looked at Daniel, who was trying to fit a window through the plane's door, and laughed. What are you trying to stuff in there? Is that for Hymo? I thought he was still using seal gut for windows. Daniel laughed loudest of all. In Alaska, among the dwindling population of the backwoods trappers, Hymo has a reputation for keeping things spare and simple. He still tucks his smallish cabins in the woods, making sure they're not visible from the air or the river. But as he gets older, he wants a few modern comforts. A big, south-facing window, for instance. Nope, I replied to Kirk. No seal gutter walrus hide. Hymo's going 21st century. Actually, the plan is to have a few windows. Hmm, Kirk mumbled. I'm always getting civilized in his old age. Daniel announced that it was time to go, and I shook Kirk's hand and make tentative plans to see him and his wife and their two boys on our return trip. At an airspeed of 100 miles per hour, Daniel followed the switchbacking lower Shinjek due north, and then headed northeast to the Colleen River corridor, all the while talking about the 1990s National Geographic documentary Braving Alaska in which his family, the Haydens and Hymo's family, had been featured. It was great back then, Daniel said, because we rarely left the bush, not even in summer, so it was fun to have visitors. But that way of life is over. The world is not a physical place anymore. It's about technology. As Daniel talked, I pictured the footage of the entire Hayden clan, Daniel sporting a wide, happy grin as a long-haired child of the wilderness, and I wondered about the trade-off. Laptops and iPhones for conibear traps and skinning knives. 
Even Susan, Daniel's younger sister, who ran her own trap line with a team of dogs, had swapped life in the bush for town. I still go out to the homestead, usually for a month or so, to trap Martin, Daniel said. That's enough for me to reconnect. But I don't run dogs. I use a snow machine. Kibble is expensive, and you can wipe out a whole river feeding dogs on fish. Then Daniel pointed north to a line of high, treeless hills separating two broad valleys. Our territory runs up against Hymo's right there. Though their cabins were separated by eighty miles, for a long time the Haydens were Hymo's closest neighbors. They rarely saw each other, but Hymo considered Daniel's parents, Richard and Shannon, both friends and kindred spirits. Hymo had grown up in Wisconsin, Richard in Minnesota. Both had married native women, and both families had decided to make a go of it in a place most people have had the good sense to leave to the caribou, bear.